Welcome, True Believer Readers, to another episode of Let's Read Spider-Man. And here is a guy who would like to yank up his old loose carpet, my renovating friend, Eddie. How are you today, Eddie? Uh, I'm doing just fine. And yes, I might have to yank up some carpet in, in my house and I could get some help from the kingpin, I guess. Uh, sure, if he's available. He seems to be kind of shocked at what's been happening lately, so I'm not sure he's going to find time for you. <laughs> All right. Well, that doesn't make a lot of sense to our listeners because they don't know <laughs> what happened in the Schemer saga. But today we are going to talk about the conclusion of the Schemer saga, uh, which is Amazing Spider-Man issues 84 and 85. The Kingpin's wife, Vanessa, plays a key role in these issues. James B., we have someone who is going to play a key role this podcast. We have a guest. Introducing Super Marcy. We are stoked to have you joining us on the podcast all the way from Australia. How's it going, Super Marcy? Well, hello. I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me here today. Super Marcy, why don't you tell us about yourself and what you hope to bring to our podcast? Well, I hope that I can bring my 12 years of podcasting without a script experience to your <laughs> scripted podcast. But, you know, I, I have a little bit of Spider-Man knowledge in my head and, you know, I, I'm sure I can bring that to your show. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, with that, let's begin. The Amazing Spider-Man 84, The Kingpin Strikes Back. Spidey is still struggling for money and is out to get the $5,000 reward for capturing the schemer. With snow coming down, he decides to swing over to Gwen's to see how she's recovering. Gwen and her father probe Peter about his relationship with Spider-Man, and a nervous Peter makes a quick, uncomfortable exit. Super Marcy, when Captain Stacy started asking about the accident in the previous issue, Peter needed to avoid that question. How do you feel about his plan to escape the situation? Look, I think at this point, he just needs to reveal his true self and not just make accidents of spilling, you know, the cocoa. And then having the shakes. It doesn't really make sense, Peter, and you look way more suspicious. That's mm. what I think. But what do you think about his exit, Eddie? Uh, very convenient for him getting out of trouble there, but raises more suspicions than satisfies anything Captain Stacy and Gwen are looking for. Yeah, probably. I, I agree. Meanwhile, the schemer is tooling around his supercar, disrupting the Kingpin's operations. The Kingpin is upset by the recent disappearance of his son, his wife's dismay at his association with the crime world, and a report that the schemer is out to get him. Spidey happens upon the schemer in his magical car, and after a brief fight, Spidey narrowly avoids an untimely demise. Eddie, I'm looking at page 15. Can this magical car fly? Yeah, you know, I called it a supercar at first, but then I I think it is magic. Some kind of uh, anti-gravity device. I don't know if the schemer's been hanging out with the wizard or something like that, but it appears to be a submarine and can fly out of the water, too. I, what can't this car do, I guess? Um, Super Marcy, do you want to tell us about the car? Any thoughts? I think the schemer might have gotten his car from wherever James Bond gets all his gadgets. I think he went to Q and was like, hey, mate, can you do what you do for James Bond? I need a very scheming, super magical car. There's a lot of things going on in the 1960s and 1970s. I've mentioned before that we're in that uh, spy comic books and spy stories. So 
I think you're closer than you actually realize that they probably said, hey, James Bond is popular. Let's steal some Ian Fleming type stuff here. We have the Kingpin is definitely known to being the, the crime boss sitting in the chair, you know, the bad guy. And uh, why not have a magical card? Eventually, the schemer makes it to the Kingpin's house, followed by Spidey. While a battle ensues between the Kingpin and Spidey, Vanessa and the schemer mysteriously lock eyes. In typical Kingpin fashion, he retreats when things aren't going well and he can't find his wife. Spidey is left bruised and without reward money at the end. Now, we appreciate you joining us for 84 and 85. I don't know if you even had a chance to read 83. It's not as it's not that important to the story as far as like you could have read 84 and 85 and basically figured it all out. But boy, you could not just read 84. 84 by itself is just sitting there like it was a terrible middle issue. It left you with so, with so many questions. You don't know who this schemer is and what's going on. And I just feel like nothing happened in this issue until I read 85. And then I felt like, oh, thank goodness we had 84 and 85. I would have hated to own 84 and been like a little kid in a comic book store waiting for the next issue. This would have been, would have been terrible. And, and they mentioned recently in issue 78 that they weren't going to do continuing issues anymore because they didn't want to leave people yeah. hanging. But apparently that only lasted... Um, six months. Um, Eddie, this schemer, uh, who we were making fun of last podcast, um, he's really upped his game. Is he a legitimate villain? He had probably the worst debut of a villain ever. I mean, we counted up 15 panels he was in in the last uh, issue or something like that. And then in this one, I mean, he brings his... If he's got a car like this, I guess I gotta consider him. I guess Spider-Man can't get inside and it can... It could do some damage to Spider-Man, so, you know, just like you said, we got we to gotta know a little bit more about the schemer. Super Marcy, anything else to add before we move on? Well, I will say I did read 83, so I had all context in reading the issue. And, yeah, the schemer is a very bizarre uh, kind of villain, but, uh, hmm, I wonder what will happen next. Were there any words that you didn't uh, follow? I know that we have a lot of um, terms that we see from the 60s and 70s that Eddie and I call dated references that we have to look up. Did you see any words that you were like, I don't even know what this means um, because of the difference in the way we speak in the United States versus in Australia? Well, yes. I believe on page three, Spider-Man says, can't let a few dumb boners upset me. And I was confused as to what context is he saying that about someone? Is it like, you know, are you a bit of a... I'm trying not to think of a derogatory word, but I can't, so I'll just leave it at that. Allow me to step in here and help you define the dumb boner terminology. So if we're talking about the uh, a boner in this era i for whatever reason this is this is the sad part of how my mind works i think of uh this david hasselhoff movie revenge of the cheerleaders he is like his name is boner <laughs> in that movie it's it's a very <laughs> early movie if you watch it too there's this great dance sequence where it, it's about as bad as it gets but they refer to him as boner and okay. while i was i happened to be talking about this to my wife how i was going to get the opportunity to find dumb boner and she said uh, in the Wonder Years, there's a kid, I think it's his last name, he's also referred to as Boner. And so they're just kind of like dumb people, I guess, moving around. But I think we can all recognize in this day and age, any middle school or high school boy understands what a Boner refers to. Yes. <laughs> and it's it's not it's not a very comfortable situation for them, typically. 
No, and uh, it is is very bizarre terminology for me, but I may call someone <laughs> one of those at some point now that I've learned to thank you, Spider-Man. All right, increasing your lexicon. Well, let's go on since there's so much anticipation. Um, Eddie, actually, do we have a time to get our sponsor in right here? How could I forget? James B., let's, let's hear the sponsor. Okay. Eddie, are you tired of people at work asking you questions that you don't have answers for? Or friends and family members talking about things you don't want to talk about, like politics or salaries or where's our missing son? Uh, Would you like to avoid that? Well, since I work at a middle school often, yes. (laughs) Well, Eddie, I have great news for you. Listen to this. For the price of a cup of coffee, you can make all those problems disappear. The new Shakes tablet is the newest creation from Horizon Labs. Now listen up. The Shakes is a chewable, easily digestible tablet that causes chills and uncomfortable shaking for about 10 minutes after ingesting. The quickest way to get out of any uncomfortable situation is to have the Shakes. Eddie, it's sold in a 24-pack blister pack or in bottles of 250. One pill, Eddie, is the price of a cup of coffee, or should I say cup of cocoa. (laughs) In fact, the most popular flavor is cocoa. It's also available in strawberry, vanilla, and wheat cake. Eddie, don't be a boner. Don't miss this opportunity. Now, would you like to buy a couple of bottles of the shakes or would you like to get a whole case? Well, so this is to get me out of an uncomfortable situation. Uh, Irony of talking about boner once again here. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think so, James B. I'm, I don't need to be uh, more uncomfortable than I already am sometimes in situations, so. But, but Eddie, you take the pill and... Uh, uh, Super Marcy, could you explain why this is a great opportunity from our sponsor? Oh, it's amazing. You pretty much just put, put it into your cocoa. And then when the awkward situation, mm-hmm. it's going to happen. Like you can spill your cocoa, have the shakes and run out. It is the perfect way to get out of any situation that makes you a little bit uncomfortable maybe somebody called you a dumbo eddie do you do you see the value in it now again the choices would be um i mean a whole case I mean, it's just like drinking a lot of coffee would you be interested i would have passed james b <laughs> all right we'll we'll talk about this more offline why don't you uh, move on and uh and and cover issue 85 before i have to force you to take one of these shakes tablets because you're embarrassing yourself <laughs> all right the secret of the schemer. Having escaped the previous issue, the kingpin is still raging angry at Spidey when Vanessa appears suddenly and safe. Meanwhile, the schemer is racing through the streets, thinking of how Vanessa stopped him carrying out his plans with a look. He has an accident that breaks his car. Across town, Peter's studying is interrupted by a surprise visit from Gwen and Captain Stacy. They are still asking questions about his relationship with Spider-Man when Peter hatches a plan to confuse them. The plan works, although the Stacys are now concerned for Peter's safety. James B., what did you think of this plan Peter came up with? Ah, uh, I love the plan when Peter plays evil, greedy Spider-Man who splits the money all the time. That's a good go-to. The Why does he get pictures of Spider-Man all the time? Because he has a deal on the side with Spider-Man. It's a perfect, legit cover that makes so much sense, and I'm starting to believe it's true. I actually believe that... Peter and Spider-Man are in cahoots splitting the money. So I think it's a great, great plan. I don't think there's any problems with it. Well, not many problems with it. Uh, Super Marcy, what do you think? 
Well, I, I the plan of Peter and Spider-Man knowing each other and, you know, they split the money and everything makes perfect sense. But Spider-Man being like a really mean figure, that doesn't work. I don't find that part believable because we know Spider-Man is not like that. It's true. And Captain Stacy does kind of think like, hmm, it's a little weird that Spider-Man is being such a bully, I believe. But I think Spider-Man did that because he really needed to get those guys out of the house. If he was like, hey, let's all sit down and drink cocoa together and talk to Peter about splitting the money. Let's where is that guy? I understand it wouldn't work. So, yes, you're you're right. Again, there is kind of a flaw in the fact that he's a bully, but I think it was necessary in this situation. Um, Eddie, what happens after this? The next morning, the kingpin is enjoying reading the newspaper when he sees a photo of Vanessa helping the schemer to escape their previous encounter. He is enraged, but Vanessa insists he must trust her when she says she hasn't betrayed him. Spidey manages to catch up with the schemer. Followed by an extended battle, the schemer attempts a gaseous escape, which nearly kills him. Thankfully, Spidey rescues him and swings off to fetch his reward. Super Marcy, the schemer. You said you went back in Red 83. And uh, you've seen him now for three issues. He's got that costume with all the tricks in it. What do you think of the schemer? Yes, the schemer. It, look, okay, it's not the best name, but I guess that he is this scheming person. But there's not, we don't know much about him at all. So it's like, okay, but then he, I, I think he kind of defies all laws of existence, even in a comic universe where he has all, you know, as we mentioned, his amazing car, but then he's got his costume with all sorts of things in that costume. It's so crazy, but I'd love to know who did he get to tailor that costume? And would I be able to get a tailor? Cause maybe I need to keep a few things in my pockets or actually have clothing with pockets, but you know, I think it, it, it might come in handy. So, you know, I applaud him for finding a really good tailor. So you would have appreciated a little bit more of the full, like behind the scenes, how the schemer got all his stuff. Oh yeah. I, I want to know who that person was. Maybe it's like, the Incredibles, how they have their own tailor. Maybe it's it, that kind of situation, and you know, I'd I'd be down to uh to actually get a costume made from from that person. But you know, Eddie, what did you think about the costume? It is it reveals a side of the schemer I never thought was possible. He was so inept in their last battle, and now he's like going toe to toe with Spidey for a long time. If he had thrown a real grenade, it might have real, really like messed up Spider-Man. Um, but, you know, I, I'm ready to finish this issue and really talk about the storyline. I want to throw one thing in here before you finish it, Eddie. Since you guys got to bring up uh, David Hasselhoff and then Super Marcy <laughs> got to bring up uh, the Incredibles and their little uh, tailor. I want to go with Inspector Gadget here. This guy pulling off like a 10 foot pole out of his uh, yeah. out of his thing here. That's. If you haven't read the issue, there's a little bit of that going on at the end. After, again, in 83, he was a joke. And then in 84, he has a really cool car. And now in 85, I think there's a little bit of Inspector Gadget here as well. So, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, Eddie, let's wrap this up. I'm going I'm to sing that theme song later, James, but you'll be ready. All right. While waiting for his reward, the spider sense engages, but it's too late to escape a trap. The kingpin traps Spidey in a steel net while he talks to the schemer about his son. 
Eventually, we learn the schemer is the kingpin's disgruntled son. This sends the kingpin into a catatonic state, while Spidey finally frees himself. Spider-Man decides the family has been punished enough and swings off apathetically. <laughs> what an ending. So, are you okay with letting the Kingpin and his family off the hook, Eddie? I mean, how many people has the Kingpin murdered? Eddie, are we going to take guesses? I, I didn't... I tried to kind of figure it out, but... I'm going to say dozens of people have been murdered by the Kingpin at this point. Anybody mm. else want to take a guess? How many people? I, I don't actually know. I just... I feel. I like just want you that. to answer the question, or, or or take one of those shakes pills. So let's go. Fine, you know, <laughs> James. You, what's your opinion? He's a terrible guy. What is Spider-Man doing? This isn't some young prowler out that he's caught. This is a battle-hardened master of crime who's killing people and you know controlling an entire city. Throw him in jail. Him and his family. I'm sorry. Like you are sad right now, or whatever your problem is, but you're going to jail, Kingpin, and your wife and son. Right, especially as you talk about the kingpin. I don't think the schemer is uh, guiltless either. He's been basically ripping up the city the last couple yeah. issues, right? Like, he's equally a criminal, mm. correct? Absolutely. The kingpin and the schemer. Yeah, why are you both not in jail? I mean, I think Vanessa is okay. She hasn't really done anything wrong, at least with what I've seen. Right. But those two, yeah, let's. you should be behind bars. What are you doing? Come on, behind bars. It really, it, it brings, like... We were talking about how Spider-Man's morality is important because he's making these pretty big decisions. And now I'm always going to second guess. I'm like, Spider-Man, remember that time you let the Kingpin and his family off the hook? That was a terrible idea. Don't do not do something dumb like that again. I can't I can't trust him after this. That's what I think. That's, that's how I feel. The next uh, dead body the Kingpin causes on Spider-Man, right? It's, it's ah, blood's on yes. his hands. Or the schemer. Yeah. Or Vanessa. Well, not Vanessa, but you know. No, no. Vanessa is the innocent. It's it's on their hands. Like, he let them go. Spidey, what are you doing? Come on. I believe up until now, Eddie, Vanessa's crime we've seen maybe be like getaway driver once. I don't think she's done anything really bad. So. She's she's complicit. She's a, like an accomplice. So eh. I, she could go to jail for that very easily. All right. Well, so should a lot Throw of her in jail. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, she can't testify against her husband, so... All right. She could make a deal if she was going to, just saying. <laughs> so, um, Spider-Man, what um, what kind of background did you have before you read these three books? Like, what, what had you done or read in the past? I first read a Spider-Man comic when I, I think I was five. I don't remember what it was. Uh, I used to just grab a lot of, uh, like, secondhand comics or things like that. And that was where I first really knew about Spider-Man and I know that I watched like the the cartoon shows it was it was still even without a big movie as a kid Spider-Man was still like pretty well known like superheroes were well known just not to mm-hmm. the point it was today and when the original 2002 film was coming out I was like no I have to go opening day this is going to be amazing and I think I saw that like three times wow. at the theater and then like number two came along. Uh, at this point I was in high school and, you know, I'm a good daughter. I would still go to the movies with my dad. So he saw the first one with me oh. and then I was like, no, we have to go see the second <laughs> one. And he loved, he loved that one. He thought like Doc Ock was the best villain because he he showed so much 
humanity and da 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 da. And, you know, I saw that like three or four times at the movies. Uh, you know, and number three kind of, yeah, lost its way, but Spider-Man was still very prominent. And again, I, I changed things because I don't live in the same city as my dad. So I couldn't take him to see the amazing Spider-Man. So I took my mum instead and we saw both of those and we loved them. So I feel like I've been redeemed in my love of Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man <laughs> more recently. Right. But, yeah, it's the very basic Spider-Man knowledge, but I have gone back and looked at old issues. Well, Super Marcy, you've had a lot of really, really impressive thoughts today that, you know, I mean, you have had some background on Spider-Man, whether it's in a podcast or just reading it yourself. But why don't you tell us a little bit more about these podcasts that you do and um, especially if there's any that you think would be really good for the listeners of Let's Read Spider-Man and, you know, where we can find these podcasts as well. Absolutely. I run the Super Network, which you can find at supermarcy.com. And there are a range of podcasts over there. There is uh, the Super Podcast, the Tuba Tuesdays Podcast, the King Zone Podcast, Podcasters of Horror and the Osploit podcast. And then I have started the After Dark Network, where it is home to After Dark with Super Marcy and as well as After Dark Conversations. So there are quite a lot. I think your listeners may enjoy the To Be Tuesdays podcast, which you can find streaming every Tuesday morning, Australian time or Monday evenings around most of the rest of the world. And you can just look up the To Be Tuesdays podcast on all your major podcast streaming platforms. And if you wanted to say hello to me, you can find me on Twitter under Super Marcy. Eddie, what's the much less impressive way of reaching us? <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at Let's Read Spidey, or you can email us at Let's Read Spider Man at gmail.com. <laughs> For our one little podcast. Great. <laughs> one little uh, one. <laughs> Super Marcy, I don't know if you listened to any of our previous shows that much, but we do have a way of doing a close where we have the guest uh, kind of wrap up the show with one thought or something our listeners to remember. Do you want to give it a shot? And remember, listeners, when you want to become a supervillain, find the best tailor and costume designer because you need to be fabulous with your weapons. Goodbye. 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 We I didn't I didn't include the cat petting part. Man, I love that show. It's a good one. So You're a music teacher, right? I technically Yeah, you nailed it. I'll I'll have to play that as the background music throughout the whole show now since we show. Yeah. It was great. It's like Oh, that should be the schemer's theme song. He should have a dopey Inspector Gadget's theme song. <laughs> Even though he cleaned his act up a little bit. So. <laughs> he should be like, you know, they should have actually had the reveal as like the schemer is it's not the Kingpin's son. It is Inspector Gadget. <laughs>